The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Uh, it is Friday, June 26th. Oh, well, actually, we're recording this on Thursday, June tw- or Wednesday, June 24th. But that means that today is my birthday, so that's exciting for me. Uh, little did Joe Fan of uh, NBC Sport, Sports South Northwest. See, it's on my birthday. I'm already drunk. Know that he would be talking to me on my birthday, but here we are. Uh, Joe, pleased to have you on. I've podcasted with you in the past. We tried to do something for the show before, and it didn't work out. But now you're here, host of the Talking Seahawks podcast, at Joe underscore fan on Twitter, to uh, help us take care of the Seattle portion of our all 32 NFL uh, thing that we're doing. And obviously, to awkwardly wish me happy birthday on not my birthday. Yes, dude. Happy birthday. Even though it's not your birthday right this second, it's going to be really soon. And so it's an honor to kind of talk to you on your birthday. I, um, what, what happens is Devo, Devo is very good about putting like today, today is this. And so I was like scrolling up to make sure I had the day right. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's my birthday. How exciting. I'll be on my way to Charleston to a wedding, maybe. And then I'll be returning home to quarantine, self quarantine for three weeks. But anyway, we don't need to get into that because I'll insult my fam, my in-laws if I keep talking about it. Instead, let's get into the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, uh, this is actually, we actually had, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, Seahawks offensive coordinator was on the podcast earlier this offseason. Yeah. Um, I think it actually got like a little traction. The interview got picked up by, uh, Pro Football Talk. I don't know if you guys, I it mean, did. it was, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a great interview. He's, he's a great interview. I really he, like Brian. I think he's a, he's one of the more open and honest and kind of transparent coaches that I've, um, you know, been lucky enough to cover. So, uh, I, he's, he's a good get and he was, he good gets, he gets flack because he likes to run the ball. Like that's, I think if he were like a passing guy, people would be all over him. But because like Marty ball with his dad was like heavy running and now he's a heavy, like he loves to run the ball and it's like yeah. everyone wants to let Russ cook. Um, so I guess are they going to let Russ cook this year? It didn't, he didn't seem to sound like it. No, I don't think so, man. And I, I don't, I think the hard part is, and I think if people who look to give Shadi the benefit of the doubt, they say how much of it is the Pete Carroll indoctrination of what his teams do, you know, what the MO of a Pete Carroll team is. They control the ball. They control field position. They run the football. Um, they, uh, they play defense and they win the game in the fourth quarter. Like that's what Pete Carroll teams do. So when Brian Schottenheimer gets hired, I'm sure there was a pretty clear directive of this is going to be our identity. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, obviously Pete Carroll would tell you that Brian Schottenheimer's had his opportunities to, you know, put his own imprint on the offense. But at the same time, you know, the identity and DNA of the Seahawks will always remain uh, in the same ballpark with Pete Carroll as head coach. Yeah. It just feels like that's who they are and what they want to be. Do you think that do you think Russell Wilson deep down inside would tell, like if you got, I don't know, if Russ even gets drunk, but let's say like you get him buzzed on, uh, on nano bubbles and you convince him that, and like he had, he had like truth serum nano bubbles. And would he tell you, yeah, man, I would really like to see us pass more? Or do you think he would, 
just be like, I want to do what, what, what coach thinks is going to win. Is he, is he really, cause I don't believe he's that robotic as shot, as shot he told us. Like he's like, he's the key. He's very good at crafting a persona publicly, but then there is some stuff under the surface that people don't necessarily understand. Yeah. I mean, he is a hyper competitor, right? Like he's not, you know, maybe as crazy vocally as like a Michael Jordan or, you know, those guys, but like he is very much the same way of he remembers all of the slights that happened to him along his way, whether it was his college coach trying to move him to safety at NC state, uh, whether it was what was happening in baseball um, with the Rockies trying to convince him to stay a baseball player because he couldn't play football, all these different things are whether, you know, going into the third round and being passed over by every team twice. Um, he remembers all those sorts of things and he makes it very clear and doesn't mince words that he wants to retire as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, and I think he's well on his way to a hall of fame career. He did say, I think he's been a bit more open this off season. The big quotes this year were, you know, mentioning that he wants more superstars, which again, if you take it for just those words, it's like, obviously, right. Every star player is going to want to play alongside more star players, but it's something that Russell Wilson hasn't been super outspoken in that regard in years past. Another thing he said, this is at the Super Bowl, was um, he mentioned how much he loved what the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes mm. were doing in terms of the no huddle, the run and gun. And, you know, you see in the fourth quarter of games, in the second halves of games, I mean, you look at week 17 against the Niners and then the divisional round against the Packers, two games where the Seahawks were really dead in the water at halftime, as they have been so many times. I mean, I, I know you're in North Carolina. I mean, I remember that playoff game against the Panthers where they were down yeah. like 24 points at happening and they, they had the ball and a chance to win that game because he truly is just a magician in that regard. And so I think he understands that being able to run and gun a little bit and go a little bit more up tempo and go a little bit more no huddle, um, would be something that he would look forward to do, uh, to doing more of in the first halves of games in 2020 and beyond. And so, you know, then ask Pete Carroll about that at the combine and, you know, Hey, Russ said this and he goes, Oh, that's funny. He said the same thing to me. So clearly they've had that conversation, <laughs> whether or not that manifests itself in like a true difference in terms of the stylistic approach. I don't know how that's going to turn out. I might be a little bit skeptical uh, in that regard, but um, there's no question who the best player on that team is. Um, <laughs> And so any sort of detraction from utilizing him to the best possible uh, way you can, then is it, you know, you're doing a detriment to your team, your franchise, your fan base, and ultimately Russ. Yeah, I, it, it's absolutely true. I think sort of dovetailing into that, like, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I like to think one of the great undersold what ifs is that Andy Reid wanted to draft Russell Wilson and almost drafted him in the second round in 2012. And what if they had done that? And, and, and Russell Wilson was in Andy Reid's scheme in Philadelphia. Like, I don't know that Andy Reid ever goes to Kansas City if that happens because he's got Russell Wilson in Philadelphia. And I think Russell Wilson would be perfect in an Andy Reid system. Um, like he would be getting MVP hype. Do you think that he is unfairly listed in the MVP rankings and the quarterback rankings and all that, or is he sort of now justified his place in the national scene? I know Pete Prisco had him like, he had him third? He might have had him third overall in his top 100 list, which, you know, he had him 27 last year, which is a joke. I think if I'm starting a franchise, we're doing, I think ESPN might have did this a couple weeks back. Yeah. Let's say for the franchise draft, right? But the franchise draft, I mean, I think Pat Mahomes goes one and Russell Wilson, even at age, what, 31 now, over Lamar goes two. He's certainly top five. Yes. Um, and I think there's no, 
you can't honestly tell yourself that he's a gimmicky quarterback at this point, or he's just a scheme quarterback or whatever, right? I mean, we're eight years in and he's made the playoff seven times, what, five Pro Bowls, uh, finally got an all pro nod this year, um, is obviously still waiting for his MVP, first MVP vote. But, you know, I think if you look at Russ and what he is asked to do and what he accomplishes, I think there is no denying his greatness at this point. But yes, I think it'll always be a big, man, what would his prime have looked like if he teamed up with a Kyle Shanahan? Um, or yeah. Andy Reid, like you said. Oh my God, he'd be like a guy like a Kyle Shanahan scheme, like yeah. running like all that play action stuff. I mean, exactly. And, or you know, you just even look what the Ravens have done with Lamar Jackson, where John Harbaugh completely remade his offense to yeah. fit Lamar Jackson. It was a juggernaut last year, right? So, um, and I think there's probably some of that, right? I think the Seahawks practice the scramble drill. They they find ways to get make sure that Russ and his receivers are on the same page to where it's more controlled chaos and it truly is completely random run around in circles than chuck it downfield. But at the same time, it's hard to argue that, you know, Pete Carroll has designed his entire team around Russell Wilson. I think that was the big gripe up here uh, among fans last year was that Pete Carroll is still coaching the Seahawks like he has the 2012, 2013, 2014 defense to where mm. – you can be conservative. You can punt on fourth and short, let your defense go force a, throw, a three and out, and then go do it all over again. The Seahawks don't have the luxury of being one of the most conservative teams in football. Their defense didn't earn it last year. Like, what, 23rd in DVOA? Um, I mean, bad, you know, down towards the bottom in scoring, yards, all of it, right? Every metric you want to throw out, the defense wasn't good last year. They only had 28 sacks, tied for second worst in the NFL. And yet – Game in and game out, you see Pete Carroll rely on his defense like they've earned that trust, and they just hadn't. And so when you punt from the 50-yard line on fourth and inches, uh, when you do those sort of – when you kick a field goal on fourth and inches or fourth and one from the 25-yard line, right? I mean, that is what brings in the eye rolls and the groans. And I think, again, <laughs> deservedly so, given who you have at quarterback, the limited prime – that he has, you know, who knows how long it will go, but it is finite, right? We all know that. At some point, he will go into decline. So you owe it to yourself, again, and Russ and the whole franchise and your fan base to take full advantage of all those prime years. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss the defense of the Seahawks, the team formerly known as the Legion of Boom. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so uh, I do Seattle radio with the Chuck and Buck show uh, yep. once a week out there. And uh, it feels like every week for the last two months, 
they have asked me, where's David Clowney? And so where's David Clowney? <laughs> that saga, man. I mean, it was he's not those... coming back to Seattle, is he? Like at this point, he's just not, right? I, I'm not ruling it out. Okay. Because at this point, I don't see any team coming up with money that hasn't been out there yet, especially if you're worried about revenue declining. I mean, if your offer was $12 million before, it might still be $12 million, but you're not going to jump to 16. You know, I just don't know if I see t- any team just like saying, you know what, let's back up the Brinks truck, meet his demands, and let's do it, right? So at that point, it's going to be up to Clowney to say, where do I want to go, right? We already know we turned down the, the biggest offer he's seen from Cleveland. That's what Schefter reported. Um, yeah. And so at this point, he's waited this whole time. Some of you just got to sign. And it's probably going to be a one-year deal. And if you're going to sign a one-year deal, you've already been on two teams in two years. Do you really want to make it three teams in three years before heading back to free agency in 2021 and potentially going to your fourth team in as many years? I think familiarity is huge. They, he knows what he's getting from the Seahawks coaching staff from the locker room, from the players, from the scheme, what's going to be asked of him. I think the pass rush as a whole is a lot better than what they had around him last year. I mean, Davian Clowney was a man on an island. Jaron Reed coming off a 10-sack season, a six-game suspension, and then struggled with ankle injuries and getting back to his form. It was pretty much a lost year for him. Ziggy Ansah was an absolute zero. Um for all intents and purposes. And I don't say that to be mean to him. It's just, that's the reality. And they doesn't listen to this podcast. I've asked him. He just, he doesn't. No, they expect, uh, no, yeah. no I mean, like he, LJ Collier, no help. I mean, like yeah. they, just, they expected him out. to be the number two guy and he wasn't at all. Um, LJ Collier didn't even make a single impact, right? Never got back to form from the ankle injury in training camp. Uh, Shaquem Griffin had a couple cool moments late in the year, but he wasn't like that guy you were going for. Um, so it was like Rasheem Green and Quentin Jefferson who gave you some some nice looks and spurts, but it could be argued that they just benefited from the double teams going at Clowney. So um, I think when you have guys now, you have Daryl Taylor, who second-round pick, Bruce Irvin, Benson Mayoa. Um, there are some names there to where they're nice complementary pieces, legit complementary pieces. So if Clowney were to come back, they can't throw double teams at him willingly and ignore all these other guys. And you expect to bounce back here from Jaron Reed. So to me, it makes too much sense for him not to come back. Mm. And the other thing too is like, if you want to come back and it's, uh, like you, if you're going to come back in a pandemic season, you want to go somewhere where you're comfortable. Like you don't, and that's why that's maybe that's why I think it's probably either Seattle or Tennessee. Like he knows Mike Vrabel's system and he had a great year with Mike Vrabel as the DC. I mean, obviously they're having some change over there with DNP's retiring, but like it's probably one of the two. I know that in these times, like I'm, st- I'm sticking with what I know and what's comfortable. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do that. I mean, you throw out a bunch of names. Is this defense better than it was a year ago? I think it's status quo with the potential of being better. And this is why the reason, you know, the way I talk about it, the Seahawks will always be a contender. They'll always be in the mix as long as Russell Wilson's their quarterback and he's healthy. But I wouldn't call them a favorite because there are too many question marks on defense. And while I think they're loaded with offensive talent, uh, and they did a nice job reloading their offensive line on a budget, their defense has a ton of question marks. Um, namely the pass rush right now, where, again, I think the collective, the rotation is much better, but how many elite pass rushes don't have a single elite pass rusher, right? I mean, it's, I, mean, I don't know the if there bowls, is. maybe, like wherever, like, I mean, maybe yeah, Tampa, I mean, it, even Tampa Bay had Shaq Barrett, who was yeah, elite last year, but yeah. Exactly. It usually, they at least have that one guy who is the guy, and they don't have that yet. They still might get him. It might be Clowney, it might be Everson Griffin, Marcus Golden still hasn't signed. 
So there's still guys out there to where it might happen. But right now, again, defensive line is still a big question mark. Is Jaron Reed in 2019 the real Jaron Reed, or does he go back to that double-digit sack guy in 2018? That linebacker, Bobby Wagner, had a little bit of a down year in coverage, but you know what you're going to get from him. K.J. Wright, aging a bit, but still a productive player. But what are you going to get out of your first-round pick, Jordan Brooks? How quickly, with no offseason program, can he find a role and be playing on Sundays? The secondary is where I think they have a chance to make a big step forward because you have a full year of Quandre Diggs, and I think he was transformative piece last year in the trade with the Detroit Lions midseason. Um, he struggled with injuries. He came with a hamstring injury, then uh, rolled his ankle about five games in. Um, but he led the team in interceptions. You have Shaquille Griffin, who's coming off his first Pro Bowl season. Bradley McDougal, always a guy who's just solid and in there and dependable. And then the other corner spot, you have Quentin Dunbar, who – Obviously, that's, again, a big wild card because, one, it started with can he stay healthy, and he was a fantastic corner last year before he could stay healthy, and he's still yet to play a full 16-game season. But now on top of that, you have the armed robbery charges that very well could be dropped. We just don't know that yet. Uh, all right, so what we – this is how we sort of get out of here is, like, what is uh, – what is the – the Seahawks are weird because they were so lucky last year, and yet – if there was a team you would believe could continue to be lucky, it would be Seattle because they have the magician and Russell Wilson. Well, I mean, what's the ceiling? What's the floor? What is a successful season for the Seahawks? Well, what's the ceiling? I think they're a contender, and I think that should always be considered the ceiling. I mean, they can win team. the Super Bowl just because they have Russell Wilson, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know that they're one of my top four favorites to win the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't rule them out. Like, if they get to the playoffs, he can just go nuclear. You can't rule them out. They were right. a, they were a literal inch away from beating the Niners, sweeping the Niners in 2019 and winning the division. They had the ball down one possession against the Packers, yep. and a Malik Turner drop doomed that comeback. Yep. So, like, that is what's crazy. It's like, yeah. but at that, you know what I mean? Like, so at that point, you're looking at this team of they they played what some ridiculous 10, 11, 12 one possession games and won all, but I think one or maybe two of them. Just insanity, right? And that's kind of the Seahawks' MO of if the team shouldn't be in the game, the Seahawks will keep them in the game. If the Seahawks aren't as good of a team and they should get blown out, the Seahawks always find a way to be in it all the way to the bitter end. So they are a tough team to gauge in that regard. The beginning of their schedule is very tough, uh, particularly um, in November. They have the Niners at home followed by the Bills on the road, which, you know, against two defenses that are just going to be – those are going to be black and blue games, very physical Um you know, grinded out games that I think are going to be really tough. But they do have a stretch in the back half of the year where they have Giants, Jets, Redskins back-to-back-to-back, where I think those should be three wins. I ultimately, when I went through and did this exercise right when uh, the schedule came out, and again, I think you're flipping coins given how many games they play so close. Um, But I went 11-5, and the same record they had last year. I think the floor is 8-8. and I think, again, Russell Wilson just gives you that floor. And as long as he doesn't get hurt, that will continue to be your floor. Even if you start losing some of these close games, you'll still find a way to get eight of them and be in the mix for that seven seed um, that now exists in each conference for the playoffs, that extra wild card spot. But, um, you know, again, there's you'd be silly to count the Seahawks out in the NFC West and say they have no chance to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, especially that opening stretch. It's like I firmly believe they can beat the Falcons in week one. Like that's not, that's not crazy at all. I think those teams are similar in Russ – for whatever reason, has played Atlanta well. He plays East Coast. They play East Coast teams very well. Yeah, it's it's real bizarre. Like it's the opposite of what you expect. Like Russ and Russ goes. Maybe it's because he's from here. I don't know. But he's always comfortable there. Um, there was some stat last year. That I think they were like the first team in NFL history to go five and zero as a West yeah. Coast team playing in the East Coast window. 
they didn't lose a game. Since like since like 2015, the Seahawks were it's something like ten and three against the spread on the East Coast games. Like they just go and win and cover. It's it's wild. Yeah, yeah I mean like it's it's a it's a manageable schedule for sure. Russ is awesome. I mean, how much of your projection factors in the rest of the division? Because it's it's probably the toughest division of football. I think so, especially with what you look at the, the Cardinals roster and the Cardinals embarrassed the Seahawks in week 16 last year at home. And that was one of the Seahawks worst home losses since Russell Wilson's been in the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray, they couldn't stop him. Um, and Kyler Murray almost beat the Niners twice last year. And now they add DeAndre Hopkins and Isaiah Simmons and all these different pieces to where they look like they could be wild card contenders. If not, you know, potentially flirt with the NFC West. Um, and the Rams, I'm not buying their complete demise. And, you know, they would have been the seventh seed had the playoffs yeah. been a 17 playoff um, last year. So I do think it's the best division in football. I had them um, splitting all six games um, in the division, so winning their home games and losing their road games. And that might be flopped uh, against one of the teams, but just for the sake of simplicity, sure. they, they win the three at home and lose you got the three them 11 on the road. And five. You got them 11-5 and five with the division split. 11-5 and five with the division completely split. Huh. That's I mean, if they split the- – that's that's a good season. I mean, like, I, and I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just like, you know, like that's. It, it, I think my two losses I had them was the Cowboys at home and the Bills on the road. They're two non-conference losses. I, I looking just very generically at their schedule. I like that. I mean, th- this is a great schedule down the stretch for them. I mean, as you point out, like it's it sets up. Yeah, it sets up well. I mean, I I would probably take the under at nine and a half because it, you know it's like. Betting on 10 is just kind of silly. It's just tough to do. It's tough in the NFL, but I, I would agree with you. I think that this is a playoff team and we'll see if, uh, they let Russ cook in the playoffs and can, uh, can make some, make something happen, but they probably won't. Um, all right. Joe fan, uh, watch him, listen to him, read him at, uh, NBC sports Northwest and, uh, at Twitter at Joe underscore fan. Buddy, always good time to, uh, always good time to catch up, man. Dude, great chat with you, man. Thanks for the invite. It's a lot of fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.